Whoa, I can hear you now. All right, all right, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I figured it out. I figured it out. Uh, What was it? uh, It was my guitar DAW was selected, not my mic DAW. Oh, your Dakar DAW. (laughs) Should we start over? Uh, Yeah, well, we could just start like that. Uh huh. Oh, that was the show? That you know what's in the show is in the show. Oh no, really? I know. Well, no, we don't have to. We can start over. Um, okay. Uh, give me a, give me a, give me a, give me a. Uh, give me a, give me a, give me. What do you say? Me. Hello. What do you say? Hello, hello. Hey, John. <laughs> Hi, Merlin. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, good. Oof. Sure, sure, good. I realized something today. Oh, tell it's, me all about it. Okay. Okay, um, I don't think it's going to be useful, but we never promised a rose garden. Um, you never, you never know, too. You also never know. Whatever what's in the show is in the show, except when it's not in the show. You never know is another one. You never know what's in the show that's in the show. Okay, hang on, I got to write these down. You mm-hmm. never know. You never know. Okay. You never, never know. know. Um, sure. I've realized, and this is not on you. This is not on anybody. This is just sure. a thing. This is just a, Go on. I'm over here looking at me. I'm, looking, I'm making little pincer fingers because I'm grabbing things out of the ether to just share with you, okay? Let me, look at me. Look at me. I'm over here grabbing things out of the ether. Apropos of nothing. You never know. All right. Hear it. Uh, I realized that, like, I get up in the morning. I get up! <laughs> <laughs> you got it tough! I see the toughest around, and I know, baby, baby, just how you feel. <laughs> you got to roll, roll, roll with the punches. That's a little out of my range. I'm, yeah, I'm over did. here plucking from the ether. Sure. What I've realized is guy that over here is like a no soup. <laughs> what I've realized is that I get up. In the morning, and nothing gets me down. <laughs> and then I'm awake for like two or three hours, and I think I think by the time we record at sometime after 10 a.m., I get another round of morning sleepies a little bit. And it's not you. It's apropos of nothing. I don't, I don't think that's evident from the show. What? I think you come swinging into this show half the oh, time, like right? just on fire with you're saying old, I'm uh, throwing some big lumber around down here. Get out of my way! Four hundred cubic inches Ooh. small block motor Whoa. with the head old yep, yep, rock yep, yep. props. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. yep Pour yep. it out to four oh four oh nine. Mansions of glory and suicide machines. Mm-hmm. Oof. So I think so I get, you're I, feeling mm-hmm. you're feeling like you're uh, you're mm-hmm. not on full high test gas. <laughs> And and I'm sitting over here. Yep, got no going soup. like yep. talking slow. Whoa. You know, yep. halfway through a thought type of thing. Yep, 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 yep. Wow, wow, hot for teacher. Uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot about what it would be like if we recorded deep in the afternoon. How I would be more awake and alive. Oh, uh, you'd be outpacing me for sure. No, no, but you're saying you're saying how many how many mm. second winds do you get in a day? Mm. How many times do you go up and go down and go up and go down? Mm. How many times? If assuming that I'm going to roll with the punches and get to what's real. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I it varies because I I'm always trying to strike a certain balance in my intakes and my 
stimulations and my various ebullience and unguents that I would apply existentially vis-a-vis, do I want lots of energy or do I want to not be a nervous wreck? So, uh, for example, X-X-X-Y I kind of, something I kind of backed into, beep, 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 is that I don't really drink AM coffee at my house. I drink my AM coffee when I have arrived at my office. And that's, is that an enticement to get to the office? No. Is mm. it, how does that, so when you wake up in the morning, do you have energy already? No. What I have is an antidepressant pill that makes me vomit if I take it on an empty stomach. So I have to achieve a certain balance. And part of that balance is I get up and I make water and I usually see if anybody's mad at me on Twitter. And then uh, I take an anti-nausea uh, thing. Uh, it just, oh. it's, it's really, it's, kind of, it's like a sweet tart. It just falls apart in your mouth. Yeah, and then yeah. about half oh, hour yeah, yeah, later, yeah. I can take my uh, very effective antidepressant, uh, and uh, and that way I won't get sick. But see, now I'm, now at this point, why am I telling you this? I don't know. You never know. What you I'm did. here to tell you, you what I'm here to tell you is that, that I try to achieve a certain balance because I, I, I if I had my druthers, shit dog, I'd just be taking big old buckets full of stimulants. Kapow, and then just kapow. Boo, just shit myself all day long. Woohoo! Look that at me. ends up being unhealthy at a variety of levels, right? Well, yeah, you grind your teeth down and stuff and whatnot, but you know, it's sure. a certain balance. So now I have to make sure I'm becoming more like my, my sweet uh, mother, where I really got to think if I do this, will that affect that? I got to take my blood thinner so I can't also do that. And this also gets us to a nominal topic for today, which is the ways in which one must treat life like an obstacle course it's just that mine are going uh, into my face where i used to put van uh, halen yes right but right yes but i get to the office and then i have this i have i make this coffee here right 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 and then that and you have to yep you put that into the the machine you put it into the machine the merlin machine now what would happen if the antidepressant does the antidepressant give you a little speed um, it's not supposed to, but I think it does because CF, my original mm. idea or my tertiary idea, I've gone through a lot of mm. ideas and trying to get, mm. get right. One of my ideas was, ha, what if I start taking this at a time I'm less soopsy doopsy in the tummy? What if I start taking oh. this at like two, three, four, two, three, or four, right? You're talking about the meta, the meta, yeah. the medicaments, the medicaments yeah. that I would apply orally. Now, that makes sense on the face of it, but here's the sure. thing. I feel like it disrupts my sleep. I can't prove it. It would be, a very, it would be very low on the list of side effects, but I believe it, and that's what counts. So you're trying to find a, a time to take the medicament yep. where it is effective throughout the day, without. but if you go too far, you want to go right up to the price without going over. A hundred percent. And then the guy falls so, off the mountain. Do you remember that? So how long does the antidepressant stuff stay in your blood? That's a very good question. And this adds to the puzzle of these obstacle course. Because sure. here's the thing. It takes a long time to build up. Right. So you want to get to some kind of kapow, a tactos. So you keep right. taking it and taking it. 
uh, most people are real and uh, uh, real sick with uh, with either nausea or actually, yeah. according to Hoyle, vomiting because it'll uh. do that. Yeah, yeah, but it also makes me not be depressed. Sure, but so, I mean, what if you took it every night right before you went to bed? I've considered that because I don't think that would make me barf. I have barfed on rising sometimes. Here's the thing. What I want to get good across to you is, is, is a couple things, because it's always two things with me. One thing is I am open to solutions, and I will try yeah. in life, as in podcasts, I will try different things, like a, like a uniform of the day or a sports jacket I would put on like a thought technology. I will try sure. and seek out new things. I know that about you. Thank you. And with that said, still, you know, you see me standing here by the by the record machine, right? Yeah, I do. Every day mm-hmm. I see you standing. Knew I must have been about seventeen. Uh, How could I dance with another take. jump, jump, jump? Give, give or take. <laughs> and what, so, what, uh, and so, what I want. The second yeah. thing is, Ivan. <clears throat> I have tried other things, and I know sure. to be wary because yeah. I'm not a young man anymore. Yeah, I can't can have a bucket. I can't have a bucket of anything anymore. You know what I'm saying? Sure, no. What about a bucket of clams? You know, when you, when you actually when you actually process a bucket of clams yeah. down to just the clam, yes. it's not. It's, uh, the, I made, it's not I made, I made crab. I made crab last night and had a similar thought. Yeah, right. It's you a mean, lot of exoskeleton, eat, a lot of crab chitin <laughs> left behind. You can eat a lot of crab. I eat the shit. There's no, it's like sushi. There is no upper limit. I will, I will keep eating this until I die. If you look at 14 crabs in a pail... You're like that's a shitload of <laughs> crab, but if you put that much crab on top of some uh, some like carbonara or whatever, oh, that's not that much crab. Come on, that's not that much yeah, crab. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like uh, you get like you put some newspaper on uh, the table and you bring out your bespoke mallets. Sure, I guess if you're from Baltimore, but what I'm talking about mm. is us West Coasters who oh. like the who who where the crabs are as big as cats. I love a cat crab. Yeah, they're as big as cats if cats were spiders. I uh, I popped for some nice crab last night. Um, and my daughter does not like it. She doesn't like the smell. She doesn't eat it, of course. Uh, there's a lot of times where I just make a meal for myself because my family's monsters and the way they eat is ridiculous. Right. So I will do preemptive. And I'm going to throw it back to you in a minute because I feel like you're going to have a lot to share that will help me. Um, yeah. Sure. You know, my daughter introduced me to those. You've seen those Japanese big crabs? What are they called? Big crab? I think they're called big crabs. Big crab. Have you yeah. seen big crabs? Yeah. Uh, on YouTube, because if that's it, no, oh, no, no, no. Okay, big crabs. <laughs> You're not talking about king crabs. No, You're no, that's what I crab. ate last night. Japanese yeah. spider crab. Oh Ta- yeah, it's uh, or what I call uh, you know, big, big crabs. You ever seen one of those? Uh, it- it auto-corrected to big crap here on my <laughs> well, computer. You don't want that. You remember when Hustler used to do that? When Hustler yeah. used to show photos of people's poops, you could send a, a picture of your of a poop you took. Remember that? Hustler, boy, they really were. They they pushed the envelope. Yeah, they pushed a lot of uh, things. Okay, so big crab. I'm big looking crabs. at big crab. Look at look at the Japanese spider crab. Look at those oh, legs. Oh, muscle. You're you're not talking about muscle crab. You're talking about Japanese long spider crab. Yeah, it's like a daddy long legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at it's that a thing. lot of meat in those legs. Well, I mean, it looks like crab stilts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that's that my cool. thought. My thought on that is that uh, I got. I don't know how this started. I think we had a recording mix up at the beginning, but the, the but the fact of the matter is, I, I've got I've got to strike a certain balance. I, I understand that, and uh, you know, I I uh, am not somebody that can reliably do the same thing every day at the same time. Hmm. So I got in the habit after a long time of trying to take my medicine in the morning 
I got in the habit of taking it either in the morning or in the afternoon and realizing that a lot of the medicine remains in your blood for a while so that when yeah, I you woke can up even, in the morning. With this stuff, I could miss a couple, three days and I'd still sure. be fine. Sure. Miss a day. I'll miss a day or two. But if you're here, missing it you because know? it gives you the oopsie doopsies in your tummy, and then now yeah. pretty soon it's out of your body, and uh, you know, oh, you don't want that. You're you listening to that. ministry again. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm moving it around all the time. Sounds like you are too. Yeah. Moving it around, trying to trying to figure out what the what the optimal time of day. Yeah. What the, mm-hmm. we're seeking. How much coffee? Like mm-hmm. I've started the last little bit of a while. Mm-hmm. I have become someone who. Gets a quad Americano as the baseline. Is that so four, quad, four, four espresso shots? Four espressos. That oh. used to be what I did Oof. when I was like, re, when I only had four hours of sleep or yeah. when I really needed to like get on. The, that, you're telling on me the that's your new normal? New normal is, <gasps> actually new normal is, this is, this is going to sound crazy. New normal is a cup of microwaved three-day-old coffee <laughs> to start the day. <laughs> And then a quad Americano to, what? to 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 set that original cup of coffee up straight and and get that snow pl- get that snow piercer yeah. rolling right yeah, and yeah, once yeah. it's rolling you don't want to stop it yeah yeah if you want to get that kid out you're gonna have to stop the fan blade but the problem with that is Oof. that's the new normal that's, and that's ooh, that's a lot of nor- coffee it's way too normal okay and okay. It's a, it's a, it affects everything. It affects mm-hmm. everything. It doesn't make you but, uh, cross and difficult to deal with. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> if you look around the poker table and you can't see who the who the sucker is, uh huh. So <laughs> oh, I'm the problem. <laughs> so I see. Who knows? Oh my god! Everything makes so much more sense now. I'm the problem. Who knows? Who, Who knows? Knows. Let's not dig too deeply into that. Nope. Although on that on that note, uh, referencing back to something that you said a minute ago, yeah, I deleted Twitter off my phone last night. Oh, woof! Because it is just it's bad. I don't yeah. belong on there. No, I, it's, it's not, not for it's you. It's not. It's not that it's bad, <laughs> which it is. It but is. I don't belong there anymore. Mm-hmm. I just don't belong there. And so I tried. I put in. I I'd never used like mute keywords before uh-huh but i put in three keywords into mute that i thought was going to solve my problem yeah look if i never just i never see another tweet that has any one of these three words it's not like 13 words okay you but three, you, you're not gonna tell me what they are right no because as soon no, no, as no, I don't will, tell me just, exactly exactly it's like learning the wizard's true name and then you get his powers right it's like you saying fenord right no Ooh. nobody can hear it oh all we know um, we need more slack but not the tiny thing. That's exactly right. So if I and I was I was gonna I was gonna send a tweet out that was like I just muted three words. Guess what they are? Ugh. And they would all all the tweets would be muted. <laughs> oh, all the would be muted I see. They would try and say the, all the correct. Replies. You're doing some penetration testing. I get it. Yeah. It's, sort of, it's sort of it's sort of like that. walking into a bathroom saying, "Hey, you know what I hate is people peeing on me." Ha 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 ha. Hope nobody pees on me. It's a little bit of a wide stance issue. Got my back against the record machine. But so, but I did that. I tried it for like an hour. Uh-huh. And, but I was, the problem was it wasn't effective because I was already in like 15 fights with 15 different millennials that were, mm. uh, that were upset at me. Oh, no. And I was upset 
And I realized, and I went to bed with a knot in my stomach, and I was like, "This is just not worth it. It's not worth it." I'm, and so I, I deleted it off my phone. Uh, mm. Today I'm going through that thing where I pick up my phone and, and I'm looking for a button that isn't there anymore. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> it's like it's like when you're in the hospital and you've got Where'd the, the bird button. Go? Where my bird you're pushing, go? <laughs> you're pushing the morphine button and it's uh-huh. not working, or you don't. It doesn't feel like it's. Oh, working. you think you're pushing it, but you're actually utilizing a phantom limb. Whoopsie yeah. doopsie. There was yeah, no button. There was no arm. There's never been a button there. And so oh. I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> no one's been in that iPhone for 50 years, John. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? So I go, I went over to Instagram and was like, but I can't spend all day there. Nope. I can't spend all day there. You should lo- post more large heads. I like that large head. You should post that's more large. large. That, that's a good looking large head. It's a, that head is surprisingly large. It's three person. feet tall. Yesterday, uh, I was uh, driving around with the, with my little child, mm-hmm. and I said, "What are we going to do today?" And she said, "Why don't we go to a museum?" And I was Ooh. like, "Okay." And she said, "What about a museum we've never been to before?" And so I was like, "Let's let's do that." So I pulled over and we looked at some museums. There's a museum of uh, uh, old fashioned computer technology, which we've never been to. Oh wow, that sounds fun. There, it's very fun. There's a museum. There's like a pinball game museum. I was running down all these Seattle like cool kid museums. Mm-hmm. And then she said, what about a war museum? Huh. And I was like, war museum? What about a war museum? So I Googled war museum and mm. I discovered that on the West Coast, there is only one army museum. That's just a museum for the army. <laughs> and it's at Fort Lewis, south of Tacoma. Hmm. So we drove down there, and uh, it's on the military base. So there were lots of uh, there were oh, lots of oh, it's the army hosts its own museum. Yep, mm. there were, we ha- we had to talk to like don't know if I'm loving four, that three or four different master sergeants that uh, that had M16s. Mm. Did uh, they get a lot of action sets. at the museum? Well, you know they have to stand between the museum. <laughs> Is that considered, and John? John, if you if you if you bring a large uh, firearm to protect a museum. Is that technically considered being, as they say, in the shit? No. I don't think that you get overseas combat pay for standing in front of a museum with a with – a, uh, and I was surprised that they were hmm. – that there were master sergeants doing this job. It seemed like something that a corporal could do, but but I actually asked them some, uh, some penetrating questions, mm-hmm. and they had uh, – they were like um, – they were older – guys obviously yeah. because you, you have to be a little bit older to get those stripes and um and they were very you know they they answered the question quite quite well uh-huh, uh, they uh-huh. were they were they were a little bit older you know they had a little bit gray on the top. oh sure no i understand and that's anyway, a, so that, that's a the, as as non-commissioned uh, folks go that's it's pretty high up that's somebody probably in their like 40s maybe you're doing a good job you could be a you could be a master sergeant in your 30s i i, I imagine mm-hmm. you know yeah sure sure yeah. You know, get, getting on up there. But it's, an, um, it's probably a non-college position. Because if you went to college and you were in ROTC, you would go straight to Second Louis, right? Oh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> there was a guy on the Friendly Fire website. Mm-hmm. See, I said at one point, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, the, uh, the director of the movie Platoon. Are you familiar with this movie? Yes, I am. Are you familiar with this director? I believe it's Oliver Stone. He made the JFK movie as well. And he, um, he made Born on the Fourth of July, which is a lyric from the song Yankee Doodle. 
Yeah, there he's born on the Fourth of July. Bum bum bum. He's got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macaroni for sure. So Oliver Stone, you know, he's some Harvard guy, Hmm, and he dropped out. He served and and he dropped out of Harvard and went and joined as a as a buck private because he wanted to be in the shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and on the friendly fire program, I was kind of calling bullshit on that. It felt like a little bit of a, that felt like a Harvard fucking pull your dick out move mm-hmm. more than. It oh, felt I like see. So like, it's like, it's like joining the proletariat. Move. Like he has the option of, of joining the sure. army. Okay. Sure. And then mm-hmm. there was a guy on our, on our, uh, on one of our, our fan pages who was like, you know, it's not bullshit. I fucking joined. I was an officer candidate and I joined as a private because I wanted to be a man of the people. And he mm-hmm. just gave me this whole Oliver Stone line of bullshit. Wow. And I was like, I was like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. You joined the army at the level that you qualified. Mm-hmm. Don't give me this shit yeah. that you joined. You, know, you could have been a fucking captain and you joined as a private because you're a fucking man of the people. If you had done that, that's not what you'd be, that's not what you'd be saying now, uh-huh. asshole. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think that you could definitely have a college degree and be a master sergeant. In fact, these days, I mm. imagine that uh, in order to progress that high in the enlisted ranks, you probably are going to have an advanced degree of some kind. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, you know, you're going to get to you're going to get to be first sergeant, and and they're going to say like, "Would you like to get some advanced education?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, so we mm. go into this museum, and let me tell you what, Merlin, this is a shabby-ass museum. Oh, no. There's they not much have, to protect, it sounds like, or defend, protect well, or defend. What, what they had was a lot of guns mm. on Ugh, display. Boring. They had some... Uniforms, They had maybe? some cool uniforms, yeah. but they were on very weird, like, department store mannequins hmm. that had been that had been given faces that kind of looked like they were going, come on! Mm. Or like... Over the top. That's kind of you know, thir- like, kind of thirsty. It was a little thirsty. Yeah. And then, worst of all, there were interpretive plaques that sa- that had items numbered, like number one, the M sixteen. Number two, the nineteen eleven model. And and the guns were in the cases, mm-hmm. but the guns themselves did not have corresponding little number tags. What? So you had a big you had a big display of hmm. fifteen items. He had a plaque that listed all 15 items by number, hmm. but the but the guns themselves had no numbers by them. So unless you already knew what you were looking at, the plaques would be meaningless. Like, that even seems for me, like an like, oversight that would have been caught by now. Especially given the number of sergeants that were walking around this place. Well, maybe they know, already know what all the guns, excuse me, firearms are. The- that's the problem, That's right? The problem. They, they already know. know. Much. Yeah, they already yeah, know. So why, they don't need the stickers. No, they don't need to huh. put a little piece of yarn. Well, this feels instructive. This feels, uh, feels, this feels very instructive, what you're describing here. What I wanted mm-hmm. was no more mm-hmm. attempts. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I also wanted was... It was all, it was all real proud of you, Mike. <laughs> what I wanted was <laughs> to, to connect with one of the thousands of... Of librarians and museum scientists that listen to this program, mm-hmm. and I know that number's in the thousands, mm-hmm. at least people that have a degree in librarianism, <laughs> I wanted one of those people uh-huh. to contact me, also be a service person, and mm-hmm. get themselves transferred to uh, McCord-Fort Lewis Joint Base. Uh-huh. 
Oh, so it's really a whole, it's not really so much, it's less of a question than a comment than a, a life choice that you're suggesting. I'm saying wherever you are right now, you yeah. could be put to better use oh, getting man. transferred to this base and improving the quality of this Fort Lewis Army interpretive mm-hmm. war museum. Would it be because just the labels, John, or would it, be, would it be a larger sort of um, uh, omnibus approach to improving the museum experience in general? Would you maybe bring in some different uh, sergeants major, or would you would you maybe uh, change the faces on the mannequin? How, how much what – the, what is the remit or mandate – of the librarian, let me you. break it uh, break it a little bit more down for you. First of all, the um, the story that's being told here mm-hmm. begins with Lewis and Clark, mm. so they're going all the way back. Um, they have some. They have a couple of mannequins. One of them dressed in uh, the costume of the local uh, Native uh, American peoples. Do they have a Sacagawea? Uh, there's uh, my daughter was furious that there was not a Sacagawea. She was Aww. like, "Where's Sacagawea?" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, she's in that oil painting there." And she was like, "Yeah, but why is she not in this diorama?" Yeah, and I was like, "I don't know." She could baby. add a lot of curb appeal to the story. She wasn't she wasn't in the army? Technically, mm-hmm. is my guess why they don't have her here. Oh, I uh, see. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Uh, oh, she's time- she's fine to lead us around. Elbow room, nice. elbow room. Gotta gotta get us some elbow room. She was a private contractor. Oh, not not a private as in a rank, more like a you know, no. general, general havoc or, or major episode. <laughs> she was like from she was from the Blackwater of the time. Oh, I see, <laughs> private <Yeah>. corporation, <laughs> but, private corporation. But uh, my daughter also was fairly uh, concerned that there were no women anywhere mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. museum at all until we got to World War II, and then we started oh, to see, see some. We saw some nurses. Oh, interesting. Oh, so it's fine if they work while the boys are away, but when the guys get back, take off your kerchief, Sally. So she was a little bit, she was somewhat mollified by the presence of waves and wax, Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't until she started to see women in combat fatigues, also holding guns, that she felt like, all right, all right, all right. Getting closer, getting closer. I see see where we are now. And the thing is, she does not appear to have any war... Like, she does not want to join the army. She still wants to be a magical princess, but mm-hmm. she's very interested in looking at these items. I'm not sure what she's doing. Well, she could be a, like a wartime princess. She could be a bellicose princess, a, 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 a warlike a warlike princess. A wartime consigliere, consigliere right? Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, big fan of your pictures. Anyway, a lot of things could be improved about this museum. They have some half tracks out in the yard that are just rusting into the grass. Is that a tank? A uh, half track is half of a tank. Oh, that's what's the, the other half? Track part. Uh, truck. It's half oh. tank, half truck. Tank truck. That's cool. It's a tank truck or a truck tank. Oh. Hmm. I think that it's, uh, it's a truck that goes through mud better than a truck. Is it because the weight's distributed? It's because it has a uh, part tank part tank i was trying to talk my daughter out of uh, becoming a person who rides a motorcycle she's been very interested in becoming a person who rides a motorcycle and i said you know is that a thing that you really feel like you really really super want to do because it's, it's pretty dangerous yeah and the way i tried to describe this and it was very un- ineffective i might as well have said don't get a tattoo what's the point and uh, so i said uh uh you know here's the thing think about how many square inches a vehicle are touching the road 
in a uh, in a motorcycle as against a four four wheel car. Now, let alone a half tank. You use the square inch, tank. the square inch argument. The square inch argument. Now, you sh- if she wants to drive a tank truck or a truck tank, that is fine. I can't talk her out of a tattoo, but I would just assume she not be a motorcycle person. Using the square inch argument, I think it, a half track is probably your best bet. You Ooh, have, you're going to have the largest number of square exa- inches. Yeah, my thought exactly. And also, if you go to Costco, you've got a place to put all your stuff. Right. That's the truck part. Mm-hmm. Now, and if you, need to, what, if you need to get out of a Costco, you also have the tank part, which is you nice. You have the tank part. <laughs> if people, people, so, are, people are standing literally in the aisles while they wait for their second or third free treat on a toothpick. Sure. You know? Just bring that tank truck right down the That's aisle, right. You right might be inside a redneck. the car. Yes, I except, totally except, agree. Except you're going to have to stop at the gate and show your card. Yes. They're really cracking down person, on that. Apparently, apparently, as it turns out, the actual headline for this was, this change at Costco has us shaking in our boots, was the headline, I remember. And the change at Costco was that even if you want to go get a pizza or a wiener, you have to show your card. That's the change, well, and now it's clear quaking in their boots. Was this uh, was this an article in Slate or was this in Might Wired? Have been in Salon? I'm not sure. Where did it have them shaking in their boots? But here's a, here's one idea. If you like Costco that much, maybe you should get a card and become a member there, and then you can buy other things as well as a pizza and wieners. Right, you and won't you won't. You can even buy new boots bad. to quake in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I keep thinking about Van Halen now. Well, now let me oh, ask you: What yeah. is your uh, what is your child? Um, what what is she hoping to get out of being a motorcyclist? Where did she learn about motorcyclists? Mm. What what is the uh, what's what what's the over and under on this? Well, <clears throat> she's very much. I mean, she's she's having a she's having a hell of a time right now. She's having a great time. She's got yeah. a lot of friends. Uh, they get along really well, and uh, you know, it's sort of like you think more, about being more than I can say. Oh, shit, dog. You think about being twelve and a half. That is pretty much peak inside joke in some ways. I mean, there will right. be new and better inside jokes, but inside jokes and as they say today, memes are coming fast and furious from all of these children. They're all in multiple, multiple, multiple group texts. They're all very funny. They all get good grades and they're clever and they're all weirdos and outsiders. And uh, a lot of them are, uh, they're just uh, unusual as kids go. Let's, let's leave it at okay. that. All right. Well, by, by the standards of our age, you'd be like, what's up with those weirdos? But sure. Awesome. sure. And so anyways, okay. so what I'm trying to get at is the inside jokes and the memes and just the like phrases that she says over and over to confuse me, I think, by design, they come fast and furious. So in the midst of all of that, why motorcycle? Why now? I don't know. Why worm on a string now? Worm on sure. a string is a huge thing. Why beans? Beans. Sure, beans fast, are just funny to her. Furious. She makes it's things out of fast. beans. Yes. It's too fast. Too fast too and furious. too furious. So I don't know exactly why. I don't think she's ever even been around a motorcycle. She's covered her ears when a motorcycle goes by. As you do. Does um, she want to talk to her Uncle John famous motorcyclist? Only if you'll be talking her out of it. She specifically <laughs> said that. She specifically said, Uncle John, the motorcyclier, I would love to talk to him just so I could get this. I could be disabused of this idea that I should right, be I on two fast wheels. I see. Okay. Well, you know, I have a, uh, I have, I have, I, I can give that talk uh, one of two ways. I can give that talk. <laughs> motorcyclists <or> <laughs> are, 
my motorcyclist or motorcycling is rad. Uh-huh. Or I can give that talk uh, where it is motorcycling is really scary and <sighs> I you feel like you're about to die the whole time. Well, you've done you've done extensive travel with motorcycling. I know that. Ow, you some. and your you and your buddies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Oop. I. <laughs> you want to start? Uh, I, I, I feel like what had happened was it's one thing to know how to drive a motorcycle. I think that is a good thing in the same way that like increasingly now you don't need to know how to drive a stick as much as you used to. It's even getting harder to find a new American automobile or let alone European automobile that has a totally manual transmission. And don't get me started on all the... I I don't care. I don't care. I'm talking about how my girlfriend taught me to drive stick on her cool truck, and I learned how to shift gears. And then when I bought my own automobile, I bought an automobile with a manual transmission. When my lady friend and I bought an automobile, I don't know why we did this, in 2000, we bought a manual transmission. Yes, right. I think it's valuable to know how to do that. I think insisting that you have a manual transmission may not be as realistic as it used to be. uh, That feels nowadays like maybe you're making your life harder than it needs to be. Especially here. For some reason that you should probably look at more closely. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you live in San... See, here's the thing that people don't know about California. Mm Mm-hmm. It's horrible. And let's just say about the West Coast so in general. So horrible. If you live in Portland, you're going to have a different experience of bicycles and motorcycles oh. than you are if you live in Seattle. It's all flat. It's flat, and the streets are basically a grid. Yeah. Except for the parts where it's not or where the grid right, intersects right, 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 itself. But, but, all, but you show up in Portland, and like if you know how to ride a bike... You can just hit the ground running, or biking, for that matter. Here's the thing. You could show up in Portland on a bike, having bicycled there. And in Seattle, yeah. you have to be an iron person uh-huh. to really, really You're not going to be fucking, fucking with one of those penny farthings. No, you're not going to have, a, like, you're not going to be, like, wearing clogs on a large bike. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you live in San Diego, uh-huh. you can spend all day long on a on a 57 pan head or whatever mm. going dub 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 from intersection mm. to intersection and there listen i know mm. there are hills in san diego mm-hmm. i know there are hills don't give me that but the me. hills are like rain if you'll forgive me i was yeah. there the day it rained i was in there the day it rained in san diego and then it hasn't rained since and that was years was it ago. in the newspaper well it was in the newspaper wasn't it i think so it i was i was i was over by the beach where the navy seals uh train on the yeah. sand and they do those uh, kind of Dan Benjamin things where they throw tires around and I don't know uh-huh. jump up steps and all that shit and ropes yeah, rope, rope 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 and that was the day that steps. it rained Scott did you say uh, Scott no I said they jump up steps that's one oh, of the things that yeah. you need to do if you're like SEAL Team 6 it's like how are we going to get in there yeah, I don't know maybe. there's steps I, it's also a way to steps. like I think it's a way to break down somebody's dignity and get them to say fuck it I'll just jump on steps obviously sure, sure. I'll kill for you too Sure, I'll kill for you. But it rained rained that day, and it was flat everywhere except for where it wasn't. And why do we even need to bring it up? Get over it. It's flat. You kill for your you kill for your brothers. For for oh, I see brothers. And you did not watch those brothers die face down in the shit. 
so that somebody like John Roderick can come along and slag a semi-hilly place like Southern California. Right. So it's very different when people think, like, I'm going to get a motorcycle. (laughs) It's like if you live in, well, let's say uh, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some hills around Lincoln, Nebraska, (laughs) because many, many centuries ago there was water that came down and and dug some hills. Mm -hmm. But you could ride on a motorcycle every day and never have to stop on a hill and and try and figure out how you're going to work that whole clutch brake gas situation. Mm To not lay that bike down on its side, but in San Francisco, mm-hmm. in San Francisco, you're have every- to, there's more to it than any one thing. So, I mean, right. like for example, the most obvious one that we had to face is like, you know, if we're driving up to like say Parnassus, like we're going up in the sun, the um, inner sunset, you're going up the hill to where like all the UC stuff is, UCSF stuff, and it's yep. you have to go up these insane hills to get onto Parnassus. If you come the the long way, like you know, you know, sixth, fifth, that way, that'll get you there. But if you're coming from from the side over here, like from like a Hayes Valley, woof. It's yeah, very right. sheer. So now, yeah. guess what? Parnassus is busy. What does that mean now? Did you did you plan uh, for this? You're waiting no. in line behind other cars. Nope, you can't plan for that. You or can't plan for you that. You have to plan for that. Well, and you're also doing this thing. Vuva, vuva, vuva. Because you got to be in like first and doing the little jiggle and you don't want to stall. Right. There's all that now stuff. But also now let's good. talk about braking. Let's talk about braking and downshifting with hills. And then still accounting for all the things like the people on the goddamn bicycles running through the stop signs. Did you plan for that, Mr. No. Stickshift? On a, uh, on, in a car, you always have the option of also using your emergency brake uh-huh. as a fourth component. And basically at that point, <laughs> like in, a manual, <laughs> in a manual car, no, 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 you're, you're, like, you're basically a helicopter pilot, right? Oh. You've got, oh. You're there, hmm. you're in gear, you're on the hill, foot on the brake, your <clears> foot is, other foot is on the clutch, and you've got your emergency brake up. And then, as you hmm. let the as you let the the clutch out Whoa. and put the gas on, you're also letting the emergency brake down. Wow. And there's a perfect moment where the where the emergency brake hands off to the accelerator. Mm-hmm. And if you if you do it as just as the brake comes off, yes. So and the clutch comes out. So just as it all just starts to. Whoa, and you just, yeah. oh, there it you can't, go. Oh, it can't be just, taught. It can't be taught, but it can be learned. It can be learned, but mm-hmm. it is not worth it in mm-hmm. the long run if you can just have an automatic transmission car. I agree. A lot of people don't think that way, but I happen to agree. I totally agree. But you, you know what is not very common? An hmm. automatic transmission motorcycle. Hmm. You don't see this too much, huh? They have them. I bet it would be very heavy. Yeah, every little bit, every little extra part adds twice the weight that you would think. Yeah, because I remember in the vehicles I've owned previously, the option for um, manual versus automatic. Uh, well, you know, it's hard to say, though. Okay, so now I'm getting up like a participant bias because also there's all kinds of shit that gets very heavy. It's like my dad used to say, don't go in first class. That just means you're the first people to hit the ground. You know what I'm saying? When you crash. Uh, Ditto uh. here. Do you really do you really want I'm from a time when you didn't get power windows in a car. First of all, that's for fancy people. Second of all, sure. you're gonna die in a river. And third sure. of all, 
right? I, you, you go over the Brent Spence Bridge, you're on your way to the, uh, the, the airport in Covington. you got to be thinking yep. about this. Windshield you wiper slapping out a, a tempo, keeping perfect rhythm to the song on the radio is what I'm saying. Sure, sure, you follow sure, me? Sure. Am I making any sense here? Yeah, I here? do. Okay, so like you, that's heaviness. That's heaviness. Yes. You're a city boy, yes. right? And on and you're on and on boy? and on. Yeah, yeah. Yes. you're living in a lonely world or yes. whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and so and right. each thing is a new thing. Now, now we had two luxuries in our uh, our automobile. When I was a child, we had two luxuries, and they were both born of terrible scarring experiences. One of Cup them was holder. nope, nope, nope. Air conditioning. One was we had air conditioning. Air? Okay, because okay. we had AC. once a- driven to Florida in an unair conditioned car, and everybody said we're never doing that again. Oh, that'll ruin you. That'll ruin you for life. Yeah, yeah. And the other one was um, all, we always had automatic transmi- transmission. At a time, when people didn't always have automatic transmission. But we had a close enough, not a luxury car, but like a, we always had like a big coupe or occasionally a, a small sedan. A coupe. You get a big say. coupe like, uh, like we, uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, the do, point do you, is. Do you remember yes. the, the, uh, the uh, Mad Magazine? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watch, uh, reading a Mad Magazine. And you remember the Mad Magazines in the 70s sometimes would um, – sometimes they would republish things from the 50s. I and, do. Uh, Mad Magazines. They would, they would fairly was, periodically run a whole bunch of stuff from recent times and old times. And it would sometimes be like a movie special. It would be like all of our crazy movie parodies in this March 1977 issue. But they would also do those like um, – you know, like those one-panel – sort of slice of life mm-hmm. cartoons from, from ye olden times. And there was one I remember very distinctly. It was a picture of a family sitting in a stop and go traffic mm-hmm. in what had to be like a 1961 Plymouth. And they were all, the windows were rolled up and they, and dad was wearing a coat and tie and a hat <laughs> and mom had a pillbox hat on and gloves. And they were clearly sweating profusely. And the caption said something like uh, we had to keep the windows up so that no one knew we didn't have air conditioning hmm. and it was a you know it was a mad sort of light mm-hmm. commentary <laughs> on uh, classism and uh, social climbing yes. and you know dad got the car without AC but he didn't want anybody because think about how you would be judged if yeah it was like, like when, um, well but also like I mean on a somewhat more serious note or actual what's the word I'm looking for a realistic note when they had um, when they did have nylons so ladies have gotten real into nylons in in uh, the run up to the war then they needed that because of the oil there was a reduction oil. in what they made I, I know you know all this but you then yeah. you also know that ladies started uh, there were actually services where you could have a seam professionally drawn on your leg. Drawn on your now, leg. Now, we all know this. This is known. Yes. But here's what's interesting about this. All the women who were doing that knew that all the other women were doing the same thing and that that that's was I mean. not really nylons, but that was... Do you follow? Like, I think that's oh, so sure. interesting that everybody knew that they were fake, but you did it anyway. There you did it anyway. Maybe wigs at a certain point were like this. I think that's I think that's super interesting and like in the race for status or like acceptance by our peers, we'll, we'll do a lot of really monkey ass shit just to like uh, feel like we're fitting in, including drawing on sure. our legs. Well, the or thing about a hat car. is the thing about a hat is mm-hmm. it's just there to make you look taller. And a hat is knows just there to make a hat. you. Every, that's obviously it reads as a hat to people. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. wearing a hat. You're wearing not hat. that tall. You're wearing a tall mm-hmm. hat. What about lifts? Yeah. You got a feeling on lifts. Oh, you know, whatever it takes, mm-hmm. right? 
Yes. Like one inch, four inches, whatever it takes to get you there, to get you down the road. I mean, yeah. lifts in the shoes, uh, mm-hmm. toupees. I saw a man come into the uh, to the restaurant the other day wearing a toupee. I hadn't seen one in a while. Yes. Um, it really stood out because he was an older gentleman and it was a jet black toupee. Yes. And in that, in that way where you're like, well, sir. And he was with, uh, he was with, he was escorting a woman who was, uh, age appropriate. And the two of them were kind of dressed up. And I felt like mm-hmm. you wear your toupee, sir. Yes. Wear it. Absolutely. Wear the shit out of that. Yes. I totally agree. Although, again, just to touch lightly on this, I know we touch upon this about once a month or so. so. It's nice that you don't have to fret about hair like you used to. Yes, it, was, it was an undignified thing when we were kids. You, you, uh, you had to cover up your shame and your baldness. And now, Hakuna Matata, men don't have to do that. Sure. QED. Because, you, because, it, because it's tough looking to be it's bald. Tough. You look like a chickless. Tough. Yeah. I, uh, I I notice uh, a lot of times you'll see uh, it's sort of the same thing where you you start looking like your pet or um, oh, yeah or you hang out or, or all the girls all have top ponies or something mm-hmm. in your little gang yeah uh, right or I'm you sink your periods all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to notice that bald guys hanging with bald guys is a thing yeah and the new addition I feel like is the uh, is the the there's a guy there is a guy and he's the guy. In the Walmart parking lot, and he is bald. He's very large. He considers himself muscular. He's a, he's a big fat guy, but he's also he is bald, shaved, and of course he has he probably has an Under Armour shirt. I'm gonna guess, and uh-huh. uh, which is a name brand of uh, uh, athletic wear. And no offense to anyone that has an none taken. And he also, but he also he's got that um, he's got the goatee. Now I'm wondering about a goatee, a short I, I'm goatee, wondering- a short goatee. Because Are that, he back? looks less now, because that keeps you from looking totally like a human thumb. Are goatees back, Merlin? Big yes thumb. or no? Go. Big, big, big. Big bada, Are they, big bada boom. Are they universally back or do they signify something? Because they used to signify doorman oh. in an Irish bar. Oh, I see. Jump around, jump up, jump up. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Then it became, well, for a while, it was like just what uh, douchey guys got in like the early 2000s. It was just a douchey guy look. We all had it. At one point or another, it was preceded by the soul patch, but then there was the goatee. I think of a goatee as a very uh, MAGA look. Oh, you think it's MAGA now? A short salt and pepper MAGA beard. Mugabeard. And they got a sleeveless underarm. Oh, I didn't mention the sleeveless part. That becomes important. No sleeves. No sleeves on the Under Armour shirt. See, I oh, feel oh, like uh, uh, wrap around sunglasses. So, uh, bubble oh, sunglasses, sunglasses, making videos in the car. It's that guy. I feel like you buried the lead there because yeah. a sleeveless <clears throat> Under Armour is such a big difference. Uh, the sleevelessness really makes it. Oh, it's, really a sta- it's statement wear for sure. If you if you also have those uh, Oakley wraparound sunglasses, yes. then what you're saying is I used to be in special forces. It's implied. Yeah. And yes. That is often not the case. No, if it's a form of stealing. It's a form of stealing valor. It is stealing valor. I yeah. agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. If you have a hat that is really bent, a baseball hat that's where the brim is really bent, you're mm-hmm. wearing Oakley sunglasses on the back of that hat or oh, yeah. on the top of that hat. Yeah, protect the back of your head from <laughs> sun's uh-huh. deadly rays. All of that is suggesting that you were in Black Hawk Down, and we know you weren't. Interesting. Yeah, we know oh, you weren't. Oh, I see. I'm not fat. I'm a veteran. 
I'm a veteran. I was in Black Hawk Down. Right. I lost a lot of friends that day. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, still, still in touch with uh, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. They're hoping that you don't ask that. They're hoping you don't you don't dig in too deeply. They're hoping oh, you yeah. just say thank you for your service. Absolutely. Well, you know, see, this is this is how this is how it works. This is how they get you is you learn to utilize and manipulate other people's level of discomfort. Mm. And if you can learn how to manipulate someone else's sense of discomfort, you get a lot of what you want in life just cuz people like to avoid stuff they don't like. And you know what? You're code switching because you're mm-hmm. wearing that to the Walmart, but you sure as shit don't wear that to the VFW hall. Interesting. You know I mean? It's just a little, bit, a little bit of carrot and stick, a little bit of carrot and stick, a little bit of stick as in like you better fucking respect my uh, my veteranness right. that's implied. As authority. Authority, right. but also a little bit yeah. of carrot where you're like, oh, I feel good saying thank you for your service. Like it's a big hardship for me. Thank you for right. your service. No, thank you for your Thank service. you for your service. You're, Thank you. You're not fat. You're a veteran, and you have a cart, and you're going to get a lot. You're going to get – so now, will you see a MAGA chud like that? Will you yeah. see one of those hogs at a Costco, given that you are in the heart of Costco right now? Or do, do, you, even have, do you even have Walmarts there, Walmart? Uh, Walmarts are not in Seattle. Mm. They only have them on the outskirts of Seattle. Seattle has successfully managed to keep oh sure s- certain things out. I don't know how. I know. Did um, uh, but uh, so I don't. But I don't go to Walmarts because you know the first Walmart I ever went to was in Florida. Yeah, and me I too. feel like that really had a powerful effect on you. Me you really imprint on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do go to Costco's because they're a Washington company. They're Kirkland uh, Strong. You know what I'm saying. Adam Pranica used to work at at, uh, at at Costco. Is he not there anymore? Uh, well, no, no. He he moved on a long time ago. And you hmm. know what? Now he's a professional podcaster. Yeah. I don't buy it. He um, yeah. he used to have lots of facts. He would tell me facts about things like the chickens and how many chickens they they chicken every year. Because, you uh, know, the Costco has that $6 Costco. chicken. It'll fuck you up. Well, yeah. And I asked him one time, hey, are these Costco chickens mm-hmm. like good chickens like did you guys are they led led a fulfilling life and giving back to the community Mm -hmm. did these chickens have names were they raised by little girls oh and adam said no they're Mm -hmm. chickens that come from chicken places yeah costco isn't spending extra money to they're not losing money on a six dollar chicken if you know what i'm saying oh i do i I do right i think it's not it's not as good as it used to be but it's still quite good costco is also where i got my crab from all you do is put butter on a thing and Putting butter on great. a thing, yeah, that'll do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Do you think they inject it? Oh sure. Okay. Oh sure. They've got uh, they've got whole they've got like a like a bunch of mengalas back there. Oh, just putting, a phalanx like, of chicken injectors. Yeah, they're just putting uh, putting like butter salt right into them to see that, what it does. Is that the collective? Is that the the, the collective noun? A, a mengala of chicken injectors? Uh, yeah, they're you know they're, <laughs> I think these might be twins. <laughs> They get twin chickens and they inject one and they don't inject the other. Uh-huh. Oh, just to see. And then they, you know what? Stop there. Okay. Um, do you find yourself listening to Van Halen much anymore? Every That's a leading question. That's a leading question. Do you, do you find yourself pulling out the Van Halen and putting it on and listening to it by design? Here's what I, uh, here's what I do. Here's what I can do, which is I can listen to uh, Fair Warning and Women and Children First. Uh-huh. 
those, those two albums, I used to have those, uh, are sleepers. Uh, mem- those are sleepers. I used to have a Memorex, uh, 90 minute tape. Wow. And, uh, I had one on one side and the other on the other. And I would, uh, I uh, put it in the tape deck. This is before the tape deck automatically flipped. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the end of one, you had to, you had to eject it and then flip it over. And uh, going back and forth between those two records, I got into my head that that's what Van Halen was. <laughs> right? Yep. That's that right. One of those starts with Cradle, cradle Will Rock. Cradle Will Rock, yeah. Have you seen Junior's grades? So then when I, when I listened to other Van Halen, <laughs> That was a lot more like, you know, all this <laughs> One stuff. break coming up. I was like, oh, man. Oh, Dave. Well, oh, stop pew, with pew, that. Pew, and pew, pew. certainly anything, anything posts, well, I mean, even. Well, Women and Children and Fair Warning, I'm just looking to refresh my memory here. Fair, they're both so goddamn good. Oh, let's see, during movies, I hear about it later. Oh, God Unchained might be my favorite Van Halen song. It's a very, very good song. And it's, you know, this is the stuff. Those records did not sell very well. Nope. nope. And that's because people weren't ready for the fucking deep science. These are transitional. These are both of these. I think of the first two as being almost of a piece. I think they were recorded essentially at the same time. The next two are super. First one's good. Second one's not as good. Oh, it's got moments. Van Halen 2 is not as good. Well, it's because Van Halen 1 is so good. So good, right. So good um and uh so anyway those two are transitional albums and then you get to the waka 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 do of diver down right things get a little bit silly and diver down's not that good either well it's got it's got a little little bit dave heavy here are the here are the singles on van halen too dance the night away beautiful girls also not beautiful girls Drinking a hand and a toes in his hand. Not that <laughs> great. Okay. Compared to compared uh-huh. to uh, Van Halen one, which has every one of the great songs of the world. Oh, it's it's, it's Devil, like it's ain't talking about love. Jamie's crying. Yeah. No, no. I mean, <laughs> come on. It does have ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Stop him when he's passing by. I do. He's got all the time. flavors that are guaranteed to satisfy. Oh, I forgot my guitar. I got my guitar restrung. Uh, it's a nice guitar. It helped me out a lot this most oh, recent no, time no, I was in San Francisco. My, my, uh, my electric is now oh, your electric. restrung. I have not I have not tried to do this in a while. I wonder if I can still do this. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. Oh, you've got it. Oh, bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Everybody understands. Now you got your you got a lot of moisture in the basement. Ladies everywhere. Somebody said foul warning. Lord, strike that poor boy down. All you wanted. I was thinking about this today. There was a time in our lives when being an electric guitarist was the highest form of knighthood. <laughs> and now, yeah. no one gives nope. a good care about it at all. You pick it up a guitar now, and here's what everybody does. <sighs> yeah, it's almost completely meaningless. It has no mm-hmm. cultural cachet. I am sure that your daughter and her memeing friends are like, worms on a string. Worms on a string. And you're like, but yep. check it out. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, boomer. Oh, right, she, says, but, she says that all the time. 
when we were young, when we were young, it was like je- they were Jedi's. Oh, they were yes. Jedi's. Absolutely. So Abs- for thirty for thirty years, thirty yeah. years, 25, 25 to thirty years, it was yeah, the thirty thing. years. Let's say thirty years. But no, I mean, what, starting what, really in the late fifties. At least in your father's life, in my father's yes. life, what is the comparable thing? Was it like when serving, they were young, serving in like, the army? Well, no, 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 but oh. but but well, maybe. <laughs> but like, I was thinking, was it something like fly fishing or something when they were like oh, teenagers? And it was oh. like, oh, if you could cast a fly really well, oh, or was okay, like, yeah, like, we're we're like you're tennis? saying it's okay, 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 yes, 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 yes. Uh, playing football, playing football could be playing football, but it's a way that by participating rowing in crew, this, it was rowing crew, rowing like a like a Winklevoss, rowing crew mm-hmm. against the Nazis mm. was. You know, like your crew team against the Nazis, and that was the one that was going to decide, like who who was the better, who was the master or race. I'm still I mean? I'm still kind of unwinding this, so I may have to work in cliches for a while. I think another one is automobiles. I think being into automobiles, knowing how to fix automobiles, having a okay. fast or loud automobile. I think those yes. that's a very like Harrison Ford cool thing to do. Sure, 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 sure. You're mm. right. You're right. Like a hot rod, a hot rod, car. a hot rod. Yep, yep. But like knowing how to cook, maybe not as big a deal. Right. That came later. <laughs> that came later. Hmm. Uh. Oh, how many guys you could fit into a phone booth? Oh, how I see. Like a phone prank. You could sit on a phone pole. Could you? Yeah, could like, you eat a goldfish on a on a on a on a phone phone pole? If or, you and your friends yeah. spent all of your college years trying to see how many of yourselves you could put into a phone booth, uh-huh. and then you got to be 40 years old, yes. and you were like, nobody even does that anymore. Right. Right? Like, I, had, I well, developed well, like, all these what if, Now, what if you've imprinted on that, and that's like your special thing now? You know that's what I mean? What if, you, what if you can't finish unless you're in a phone booth with another man? If you can't finish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Cooking. Yeah. Did, you ever, did you ever learn how to do a Rubik's Cube? Yes. Two different ways. How how fast could you do it? Uh, ninety seconds or less. I knew first. I learned how to take it apart and put it together. Yeah, I learned that way. And uh, <laughs> how to put some Vaseline in there so you could get it, get it to go a little bit faster. Yeah. And then I learned how to solve. I don't know if I'm like any kind of like a Jonathan Colton, but I was pretty fast by 1981, 82 standards. You were, you know, Jonathan Colton didn't learn to do it until he was in his mid forties. Good for him. Oh wait a minute, I'm not sure if he knew how to do it when he was. I could see him having a Rubik's Cube in the early 80s, for sure. Sure. I, I, I had a Rubik's learned. Snake, also. I remember those. I didn't As learn they how struggled, to do They struggled to fill the void of what will the next gimmicky puzzle thing be. What do the usual things? It was like kind of like what we went through with Crocs, where you start out with Crocs, and then you have different kinds of Crocs, and then you've got like formal Crocs. And like in this case, what happened was, what had happened was, you say, okay, here's this grid. It's a cube. It's got these sides with colors. And of it's course, a grid. It's a cube. It's a grid. It's a cube. You can take it apart if you want to. You get a screwdriver. You pop out the middle one. That goes out. Or you can move the stickers around. Kind of a sucker move. Um, a sucker move. But then you go, like, we got two directions. One is completely unrelated thing, like Rubik's Snake, that we just put the name on. Or you go over here into the, like, uh, six-minute abs area where you're just going to have more cube. Where instead of like three by three, you get like four by four. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then they tried yeah, they I, tried vending that for a while. Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not into that. But you know what? I was mm. never, I couldn't even I couldn't even win at Chinese checkers. Like I was I did hmm. not try to figure out those things. Very you couldn't well. win at Chinese never, checkers. No, I never hmm. learned. 
I never learned beyond just like throw your pieces around in chess, right? I mean, I chess seemed to me like as soon as you had learned five moves strung together, yeah. you were cheating. Because every chess game you should start uh-huh. Sort of knowing how the pieces move. Yeah, you want to you want to develop your uh, develop your pawns. Yeah, you want to you want to develop you your pawns. Bring, them, be- bring them out in the middle and the sides, and then you want to get in a position. Get in a position. This defensible and offensive. But you know there are a lot of bands that play the same set every night, and they have, and then there are bands that have the same uh, banter every night. Like, hey, you guys, thanks for coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next song is about ha, ha, mm-hmm. about sixty nine. Woo! Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and I feel like those bands are no good. Now, not every band has to be like the Long Winners that takes the stage with no set list and says, "Anybody have any requests?" Hmm. Uh, on their first song, because that feels a little risky too, right? Yeah, but I think you, I think you understand that uh, of all the things that are part of the Long Winners value proposition, efficiency uh, need not be one of them. Sure. You don't come to the long winter shows. You come uh, for the see, inefficiency. You don't come for efficiency. That's right. You come for the inefficiency. The inefficiency is, is arguably not part of the art. Uh, it's a hack. Yeah, right? yeah, but like, was John done talking? No. Maybe. We no. don't know. John's still talking. Is he done talking? Is it time for music again? Don't worry about that. You're here for show. This is show. Mock yeah. show. Right? Is is John ever done talking? Is John done talking? This is show. Enjoy show. Because show is what's happening on the stage. Whatever is in the show is in the show. Whatever if I may is say, it's your show. show is in the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. always been true. That's been true I since mean, the very beginning. It seems silly that we even have to say it. But, but there are but a lot of people. You, you, never, you never know. There are a lot of bands That's out show. there where it's yeah. not in the show. Nope. Right? Like, never in the show. That was not in the show. Nope. That happened, but it wasn't in the show. Ugh. And that's the crazy part. When something happens, but it's not in the show. Oh, interesting. You know like, a, I mean? like a great white like it, type situation? Well, like it happened. Oh. Like, oh, the guitar player dropped his pick, mm-hmm. or the singer slipped and fell off the stage, or you know, the drummer OD'd. Something happened. Uh-huh. They'll, they'll but, do that. They'll do that, those drummers. But it's, it's not, not in the show. Not in the show. Even, wait, but, but, so you're saying that even though it is technically in the show... Because it lacked intentionality to be in the show, it's not. Is it a different Veltenschong that they're working with? Right, it happened. It happened. Not, nobody's going to deny that it happened. Happen is not show. Happened is not show. Okay. Like for instance, I was listening to "You're Going to Lose That Girl" this morning. Yes, yes. And "You're Going to Lose That Girl," which is like, whoa! When you really get inside the message of that song, that's a heavy duty. There's a lot of really, th- that song has many good parts. It does, but here's what it has that I wouldn't classify as a good part. It has. Mm-hmm hand drums in it it has bongos in it bongos that a, that oh. according to my good friend jim Boja, he suspects were played with sticks uh. bongos played with sticks oh it does not go with the song uh. and and in the third verse uh ringo gets yeah. like a little bit uh uh he gets a little bit it sounds like they're on Mary Jane. Yes, yes. And the thing about the songwriting is the songwriting does not sound like it's on Mary Jane. Most of the no, that's a very John. The, to me, that's that's like a, that, 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 I would guess that that is almost one hundred percent a John song. It's one hundred percent a John song, and I think that they wrote it and recorded it still in a headspace of not on Mary Jane, and then they were on Mary Jane, and so really? they were like, why don't. They that were seems like, like very early for a Mary Jane song. 
Well, but they got introduced to Mary Jane by the Supremes or whatever. By you know, the they were Supremes. already they were smoking marijuana pretty. Are you early. are you kidding me? On like one of those uh, box tours or package tours, I one of those so. container tours, you you so. could get smoked out by fucking Diana Ross. I feel like that. I feel like that is what happened. I yeah, would love to like, have marijuana with a young Diana Ross. Who wouldn't? Holy shit! Can you her in like a sheath dress? Like I'm with not like a, like smoking out of like a carved out apple. I'm Fuck. not saying that Miss Miss Diana was smoking reefer, but oh. I bet somebody on that tour was. I see, but it would yeah. be someone from the Motown. Somebody who mm-hmm. was then who basically then took Ringo aside and was like, "Man, there's not enough hand drums on your stuff. You need to play these hand drums with sticks." And Ringo was like, "Hey, hey, oh, Bob's yeah. uncle." <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna lose that girl. That's a tough song.